Hello guests and pets and welcome to a new episode of the Echo Podcast. Today we're going to talk about pirates. Quite an interesting topic and as a huge fan of Pirates of the Caribbean I kind of wanted to present this episode for a really long time. So for starter, in order to know what pirates are and what do we know about pirates, um, we need to introduce you to piracy. Now, what is piracy? It's the act upon which pirates, or like what they were first called, sea robbers or sea thieves, attack other ships in order to steal their goods or even the entire ship. It appears that the world pirate or pirato, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that one right, pirato was first used about 140 BC by the Roman uh, historian Polybius. Uh, and then there is also the, green, uh, the Greek historian uh, Plutarch, Plutarch, where he wrote uh, like around 100 AD. He like he gave the oldest clear definition of piracy, which is kind of the definition that we know nowadays, where he said he basically described pirates as those who attack without legal authority not only ships but also maritime cities. Um, fun fact, did you know, which is kind of interesting, I like stumbled across this in my research, the first application of an international law actually involved anti-pirate legislation. legislation. I know, right? Um, basically, uh, it, it is kind of logical because, you know, the um, piracy, like the pirate acts were committed outside the borders of any country, basically. So, like, the world had to come together and, you know, fight piracy together. Um, one of the oldest documents uh, that described pirates was actually uh, an inscription on a clay tablet that dates back to the Pharaoh Echnaton, basically 1350 BC. Yes, so the report mentions notorious freelance Mediterranean shipping attacks in North Africa. Actually, those attacks, it is believed this is where piracy first started. Like the sea robbers or the sea thieves threatened the trading routes of ancient Greece. Um, Roman ships also were attacked by pirates who seized their cargoes of grain and olive oil, which um, were kind of like the most common, one of the most common stolen goods or what we call loot uh, alongside clothes, ships, uh, like ship materials, weapons, medicine, gunpowder, etc. Um, basically anything that could help them, you know, live. Um, a lot of people, and like I converse with people when we start talking about pirate subject, a lot of people believe it was like mostly gold and silver and jewels, but that was actually quite rare. Though it's true that some pirates got quite lucky if even one of them got the nickname of the Ark Pirate or the King of Pirates because he stumbled across a fortune. He didn't stumble, like, he, it was a raid, but um, you know what, we're gonna talk about that later on. Um, so, of course, you know, some of them got 
their hands on some on on some coins, some like only a few coins from time to time. But you know, stumbling across um, jewels and silver and gold wasn't really a common thing. So this is kind of how piracy all started. It was just you know anything that could help them live because pirates of that time were usually just normal people that had nothing to do so they had to earn their living or survive through piracy through stealing and robbing um and then like you know it started being and becoming quite the norm and this is it's not the norm but yeah the norm and this is like where we reach the golden age of piracy. In his book Feelings of All Nations, Marcus uh, Radica, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, uh, Radica gave the current definition of the golden age of piracy, where he asserts that it lasted from the 1650s to the 1720s. So it was around 1725, 1726. It wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really that, um, it didn't even last a decade, like the 30s, didn't even reach the 30s. And uh, again, according to Radica, it was divided to three periods. And which, you know, when I like, started reading them, it was more like the rise, the peak and the fall or the regression. Whilst, um, so yeah, so yeah, the regression uh, of, you know, of pirates. Some articles uh, often is exclude the two, the two first periods, which is, Something I noticed was surfing the internet. Um, so the three periods or the three generations are the Buccaneering period, which lasted between the 1650s and the 1680s. So this uh, period was uh, characterized by the English French seamen or sea people or sailors. Uh, or whatever you want to call them, based in Jamaica and Tortuga. So, like, the English Jamaica and the French Tortuga, which, like, they agreed to both attack Spanish colonies and shipping in the Caribbean and Eastern Pacific. Now, this uh, period was characterized by the growing numbers of privateers. Something will soon tackle. Uh, so, this was, like, the you know, the, the rise in... The way I've read it, the rise of um, of you know pirates. Uh, later on, the second generation or the second uh, period was what we call the pirates round, which is basically this is this is the period where like, the most notorious and famous pirates appeared. Um, in this generation, like this generation was um, between the sixteen ninety three and the seventeen hundred. Um, it was associated with long-distance voyages from the Americas to rob Muslim and East India Company. Yes, the East India Company. The one that you hear in um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, the East India Company was, um, like, it started as a star company and then, like, it grew to, like, have an, a military power and even have some administrative functions. So, yeah, it grew to be um, pretty much a um, big company. Like, it sailed, it ruled over East India and, like, all the Indian waters, etc. So, 
basically um, during this period they um, targeted this company and that company as I mentioned ruled the Indian Ocean and the Red Sea now in this um, in this period what really like I as I said it started in 1693 now in this period what really like um, made it made like why is it considered the peak of um of paris in my opinion it's basically it was like mainly due to an earthquake that happened in 1692 that affected port royal in uh, jamaica yes the same port royal that you hear in paris of the caribbean told you i'm a huge fan of paris of the caribbean so bear with me you're gonna hear quite a few um references so in 1692, an earthquake happened. That that earthquake kind of um, made it to the fact that it caused. So when Port Royal fell, alongside the I think the Stuart period in the British um, history, that kind of caused conflicts between the English or the British and the French. England and France and like with um, everything cut off kind of it created a tension between Tortuga and Jamaica I remember the English Jamaica and the French Tortuga so um, like the Spanish were not attacked anymore as I mentioned the Spanish colonies and um, the, the, the since England was already like with its own problems and France and its own problems and everything going on, the, the the colonies or the islands that were ruled by the British didn't really have any access to the, the Caribbean. The Port Royal in the Caribbean was a famous port. It was set by the Spanish, I think, in the fifteenth um, in the fifteenth century. So it. And grew to be like the end of the 15th century and it grew up to be a really huge it was the center of the Caribbean so with it falling the islands that were ruled by the British really had nothing like they they weren't able to get the money nor the food anything so all what they had were the the, the pirates that would you know steal and they would uh, like the pirates and the privateers they would like bring them uh, food and like they would uh, set sail in those islands and trade, do you know their pirate jobs, and that's how the, the the islands like lived by. So a lot of governors and merchants really um, overlooked a lot of piracy acts. There is also this governor that really said uh, like we shouldn't really hang people because it's immoral or whatever <laughs> so in order to you know uh, not to make the make the you know the pirate pay so yeah this is where like private pirates reached a high um, how should I put it uh, they reached their peak and then later on we had the last period, which is um, the post-Spanish succession. That period lasted between, between the 1750s to 1725-26, when basically Anglo-American sailors and privateers left 
were left unemployed by the end of um, the war of uh, by by the end of the war of the Spanish succession turned on mass to piracy in the Caribbean, the Indian Ocean, the North American Eastern Seaboard, and the West African coast. There was also um, a comeback of the pirate round, like the pirate round period, in the middle of the post-Spanish succession period. I know, it's a lot of periods and a lot of numbers. Just just bear with me here, okay? Um, so, yeah, as I mentioned, it was like, there was a comeback from the 1721 to like 1725-26, like at the end of the post-Spanish succession period, there was a comeback of Paris Round. This is basically where, you know, Henry Morgan and other, not Henry Morgan, uh, I, I believe Henry Morgan, like the black a Blackbeard also, like, like they reached their peak um, in this, in this period. So this is why um, pirates run. Look, look, it didn't last long because you know what? We're gonna we're gonna tackle that later on because now I'm like jumping uh, from topic to topic. So you heard like privateers and all these words, and you're like, okay, I've heard the word privateer and buccaneer in period. So buccaneer, etc. Now privateer was actually mentioned in the fourth movie of Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, on Stranger Tides, where basically Jack Sparrow, Captain Jack Sparrow, um, meets um, Hector Barbosa, and he's like, oh, you're a pirate, and then Barbosa um, rectifies it and says, privateer by the English king. Now, Privateer, uh, I believe it started with um, the Queen Elizabeth I. Now, what are privateers? Privateers were pirates authorized by their government to attack and uh, pillage ships of enemy nations. They shared their profits with the government. So, you know why they were authorized. And... Um, like they, they would share profits with their uh, government. Between the 16th and 18th century, governments issued what we call letters of mark. Now, letters of mark basically licensed these privateers or these sailors to plunder foreign ships. This letter prevented privateers from being charged with piracy, an offense punishable by death. Francis Drake was one of England's most famous privateers. I think I believe he was also the most famous one. Uh, you know, in the 16th century, he attacked Spanish treasure ships returning from the New World, the Americas, and he shared his profits with Queen Elizabeth I. And she, actually, she called him my pirate, and he was knighted for his service, so he became a knight. Um, we also have the buccaneers. The buccaneers were, um, you know, the, the name given to both pirates and privateers who operated from bases in the West Indies and attacked Spanish uh, shipping in the Caribbean. Lastly, we have the corsairs who were also, you know, privateers, but not any privateers. You know, the privateers were like the names of the pirates uh, of Europe, but like corsairs you know, who were um, Muslim or Christian pirates uh, active in the Mediterranean. 
from the 16th to the 19th century. The Barbary Corses were Muslim group that operated solely from solely, not solely, solely uh, from the North African states like Algiers, Tunis, Tripoli, and Morocco, and were authorized by their own government to attack the ships of Christian countries. Contrast, uh, in contrast, the Maltese courses were Christian uh, and were granted a license by the Christian Knights of St. John to attack the quote-unquote barbarian Turks. Now, I mentioned before uh, a pirate king, the Ark Pirate, the King of Pirates. That was the nickname given to one of the most famous, uh, you know, pirates, Henry Avery. Um, people like the, his, uh, you know, contemporaries often, often called him the King of Pirates. Avery was infamous for being one of the very few major pirate captains captains to uh, escape with his loot without being arrested or killed in a battle. He is also one of the few pirates that was like, you know what, it was a fun adventure, now I'm going to retire from piracy and, you know, just um, enjoy the rest of my life. So, so Henry Avery was, again, uh, one of the most famous um, pirates of the golden age of piracy. Why is that, you may ask? Well, Henry Avery um, is infamous for being the perpetrator of what has been called the most profitable act of piracy in history of piracy, you know? So, uh, his most famous raid was on, the, on September 7th, 1695. It was on a 25-ship uh, ship convoy of Grand Mural uh, vessels making the annual uh, pilgrimage to Mecca, including the treasure laden Ganja Tau Ganj Sawai. I don't know how to pronounce this, but basically it was a, a king, okay, an, an Indian king who had. Uh, vessels that for the, the annual uh, pilgrimage to Mecca and he had his escort this is why they were 25 uh, ship convoy uh, and the, the, the Mughal was named Fatah Muhammad uh, anyway he joined forces with several pirate vessels and every found himself in a command of a small pirate squadron and they were able Hear me out. They were able to capture up to 600,000 pounds in precious metals and jewels, which is equivalent to around 91.9 million pounds in 2021. Yes, Henry Avery was able to get that much money. That's why, you know, like now it's understandable why, why he was just like you know this piracy life ain't for me i'm just gonna rest you know take uh, a little he actually lived as a rich man don't don't think he just i mean come on six hundred thousand pounds of course he's gonna die as a rich man um, 
So yeah, now Henry Avery was one of the few, but of course there are also other famous pirates. Adding to that, we have also um, William Captain Kidd, who, like not a lot of people, it is like um, arguable on whether he was a uh, a pirate or not. But like the majority says he was a pirate. He is like most famous for the buried treasure he supposedly left behind, which is kind of it brings up uh, something interesting. Pirates did not bury their treasure. Like, it was mostly a myth. It is like 90% myth. Um, since, as I mentioned before, the loot or the booty was mostly um, clothes, gunpowder, robes, medicine, food, beverage. So it wasn't something to be buried, you know. Uh, but apparently William Kidd did that. But Till this day, we don't know if it is true or not. Um, there is also uh, Edward Law. Edward Law was never captured and was notorious for torturing his victims before killing them. You know, he would cut off ears, lips, and noses. I know it sounds harsh, but yeah. Uh, there is also Henry Morgan. Henry Morgan, you could say, like he was, um, he was really, really, really known. Because he did something, he was a buccaneer, so that means he was active in the Caribbean, who aided the uh, Spaniards and took Panama City before burning it to the ground. Yep, he was supposed to be executed, but, you know, at that time, what, what, what he did was, he was knighted, you know, becoming a knight and made governor of Jamaica. Henry Morgan really had like he lived the best life he doesn't regret piracy probably uh, we have also calico jack or john rackman and john rackman was actually mostly famous for uh, the fact that he has the two most famous female pirates uh, sailing under his flag which by the way we're gonna uh, talk about them uh, right now it was anne bonnie and mary reed now both anne bonnie and and Boney and Mary Reed, um, they were like the yellow and the red or something. I don't know why I think of them like like that, but um, they were both captured at the same time. And Mary Reed was actually supposed to, you know, uh, she dressed as a man most of her life, and Boney didn't really do that. She didn't even, uh, she wasn't even a captain of any ship. Neither was Mary Reed, but hey, they were they were famous. But, you know, no one seems to talk about uh, Ching Shi. I don't know if I pronounce it right, but Ching Shi, uh, her, her, her real name was Chang Yi Sao. Uh, basically, no, like, no one mentions her, yet she is like the embodiment of girl power when it comes to piracy. But hey, everyone mentions Mary Reed and Anne Boney, but no one talks about Chang Yi Sao, where, you know, at the time of her surrender, she alone commanded 24 ships and over 1400 pirates yes she did that and she even died at an old age she but you know what i believe the reason why not a lot of people mention her is that she isn't really 
a pirate that appeared in the golden age of piracy, unlike Merud and Ambolin. Uh, oh my god, Ambolin, Amboni. And um, so yeah, she. I think she was born in 1775. Yeah, 1775. So it was like way later uh, after um, the golden age of piracy. Uh, we have also um, a black bird. Black uh, Black Bart Black Bart was um, his his real name was Bartholomew Roberts and he is like one of the richy rich pirates. He owned over four hundred uh, ships or like ship captures, uh, and of course we have the most famous pirates of all. Bam 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 Black Beard. We don't know his real name, but like a lot of people say his name was Edward Teach or Edward Touch. Um, he was active between uh, 1760s and 1718s, uh, like 1716 and 1718. And like he is the stereotypical, um, you know, pirate. He was like the most notorious pirate among like, every like English speaking nations. His like the most what actually made him even mo more famous is his um, ship Queen Anne's Revenge, that was a name named in response to the end of Queen Anne's War. Um, he later on was killed by Lieutenant uh, Robert Maynard. I think he was stabbed twenty times and shot five times. His head was removed and hanged. Uh, you know, from the Maynard's bow, uh, bow spirit. You know, the 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 one that we put up front on the ships. I, I don't know. I'm not a ship expert, but I know that it goes right there up front. It's called the bow spirit, or sprit, or something. Bow sprit, yeah, bow sprit. So <clears throat> there is also like uh, you know, uh, other one. But you know what? I'd like just to mention. Amaro Pargo. Amaro Pargo was a Spanish corsair, but you know what I like about him is that how his, you know, marble headstone in his tomb, we have an engraved skull that is winking <laughs> its right eye with two crossbones. Like, let's just appreciate that. I don't know why, but I like it. So, you know, there are also uh, all the um, f like all the famous uh, pirates, but for me these are the ones that really like I I could remember with uh, you know their acts etc. Um, there's also another famous one, a female pirate called Rachel Wall. Just just want to throw that out there. So um, yeah, those are the pirates that I know. Now, of course, with every beginning, there is an end, and the decline of piracy. Um, now, of course, the official punishment of piracy was death by public hanging. It's like the same thing that you see in Pirates of the Caribbean. So in Pirates of the Caribbean, um, you got Captain Jack Sparrow, you got that in the last movie, where the supposedly witch was supposed to hang, like pirates and witches were hanged the same way. Anyway, so yeah, also in the third movie where they sing the song, you could see the pirates um, 
being hanged so that was like the official punishment uh, pirates that were captured at sea could receive a summary punishment of hanging at the yardarm uh, though only if no legal judgment could be obtained due to the location like if they were like in the middle of the sea no country borders and you don't know which country rules they would um they, they would follow they would like go with their own punishment because you know it was like i believe as i mentioned before the international the first application of an international uh law uh, so they could be also executed under uh, like the marine law, but otherwise all robberies and felonies committed by pirates at sea could be heard in any country of England by the King's Commission as if uh, the offences had been committed on land. So it was like sea, land, same thing. Now, the bodies of executed pirates were often tarred to uh, preserve them to be hanged from a gibbet. I don't know if that's the correct word, gibbet or gibbet. It's gibbet. Uh, the corpse would be chained uh, into an iron, an iron cage to prevent uh, relatives from burying the body. A condemned man was measured for his iron cage before his execution and many pirates feared this more than the hanging the notable pirate william kent that i mentioned before received this fate and his body hung for three years like it was a warning to you know seamen and pirates um also as i mentioned before when blackbird was killed in a battle his head was cut off and tied as a trophy so yeah being a pirate was not fun. Now, organized piracy and privateering was finally, like, were finally ended uh, in the end of the 19th century. In 1816, the bombardment of Algiers ended the Barbary pirates' power in the Mediterranean, Mediterranean uh, while Dutch warships patrolled Southeast Asia and the British Navy attacked pirates uh, in South. China seas. Um, however, lawful privateers still flourished until 1856, when the majority of maritime nations signed the Declaration of Paris. By um, 1850, there were only a small number of pirates remaining. Now, what makes pirates really interesting and what made them popular historical figures are mostly the legends and the myths that we know you know like the flying dutchman davy jones um the code the pirate code etc uh, etc et now it's true that some of them were actually true but most of them were actually myths but let's tackle which was the truth and which was the myth now I believe that most of you are famous with the name Jolly Roger. Now, what is the Jolly Roger? The Jolly Roger is actually the flag, the famous uh, skull and crossbone flag. Now, pirates used flags to frighten passing ships into surrendering, uh, surrendering uh, without a fight. The original pirate flags were blood red and this uh, signaled that no mercy would be shown once the pirates um, boarded and battle uh, like boarded and a battle ensued um, 
As piracy developed, more flags were used, and pirates often had their own flags. You know, like uh, in uh, One Piece, the anime One Piece, where each uh, pirate crew had their own flag. That was actually true. And it's also uh, seen in the um, third movie of Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, the battle scene between pirates and the East Indian Company. You could see like pirates raising up their flags and each flag was different from the other. Some weren't even like representation of Jolly Rogers, but yeah. Now, the Jolly Roger flag is the most famous pirate flag. The symbol had been appropriated from the symbol used in ship's logs where it represented death on board. It was first used as a pirate flag around the 1700s after uh, the book written by written by uh, Charles Johnson, A General History of the Pirates, that was published in Britain in 1724. Uh, other myths that we often hear are, for example, walking the plank. Walking the plank is actually a quite known device of torture that we often hear, but fun fact, it wasn't really that popular. What was popular, on the other hand, was tying the victims. It was like, no, so walking the plank was, you know, told for the one that committed uh, mutiny and all sorts of things. But what actually was common for these type of people was they would tie their hands. So, by the way, this is going to get a bit graphic, so I don't know if you'll... If, if you want to hear it, if not, just, like, skip a few seconds. Um, so they would, like, walk the the plank. Not not the plank, oh my god. <laughs> they would tie their their feet and they would make them... Uh, go from like you know under the ship and like go up so they were like turning them around you know by like going under the ship and like up under the ship and up under the ship so they would pull them from under the ship they would drag them on the ship and they would like push them down and like drag them again under the ship etc etc so that was actually the 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 but it's true that plank walking was did happen, but it wasn't really common. It really there were only few instant uh, instances that were documented. The second thing was um, the pirate code. Now, in the Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, at Words End, we see that one pirate code where all like the pirates would get along in you know in the meeting but actually there wasn't really one pirate code but there were like each um ship had its own pirates code so for the the, the pirates to you know to to be agreed to be part of the of the crew they had to agree to live by the rules of that ship they, the, these rules were often strict and breaking them could mean flogging or even death if a pirate was found stealing from their comrades or deserting during a battle they were mar- uh, marooned marooned on a desert island with meager supplies most would die slow death from starvation if they could not hunt or fish. So these were these were only a few of the myths that 
I I I like I rem- like I would like to share, but there were like a lot of other myths. So um, piracy, uh, the the like. The downfall of piracy was literally by the 1850s or like the 1856. So by the end or like the latter of the 19th century. But it's um, the thing is piracy still exists, though it's not really like in huge um, numbers like it was during the golden age, but it still exists. And modern day pirates still rely on speed and surprise in their attacks using, you know, uh, fast um, thingies and arming themselves with assault rifles to overpower ships. Uh, many ships today have smaller crews relying on more on technology, so they can easily overpower, be overpowered by um, in this way. Now, the changes in technology have also meant to, it is easier to report attacks and these attacks are monitored by what we call the IMB Piracy Reporting Center or IMB PRC. So, yeah, pirates still exist in these, till these days, so try to be um, uh, cautious. Uh, there's also a movie by Tom Hanks titled Captain Phillips, which basically uh, tackles the modern piracy um, topic. So yeah, this is it, guys. This is this. This is it, dear Echoes. Um, I hope you enjoyed this um, episode, and I know I did not talk about everything in details, but I I hope at least I, you know brought your interest uh, to this topic and i wish you got lost in the echo on this take care of yourself stay healthy happy birthday to whoever birthdays today and kisses and biscuits